Welcome to WeAreTechnology.com's User-Friendly 2.0 with host Bill Sickens, Technology Architect. And this is User-Friendly 2.0. Welcome to the show this week. Gee, welcome. Oh, welcome back. Jeremy and Gretchen, welcome. Yellow. Hi there. Welcome, guys. The COVID-19 is affecting everybody, us included. We're actually recording remotely uh, for the next few weeks, but we are at last recording. We're going to be on, and uh, we're going to be talking today a lot about different things that you can do if you're stuck in your house. Movies and uh, stuff for the kids and books and all of those different type of things. Not sure quite how long all of this is going to last, but uh, we're definitely going to be there. All of our yeah, and, and, and you know, people. we'd also like to hear from you as to how you're surviving this. What are you doing to stem boredom? Absolutely. You absolutely. Know, and, and, and Bill can tell you uh, how to contact us, but I, I'd like to hear how what people are doing. Yeah, and all of the social media and phones are open, 503-766-6264, or one user-friendly. And like I was saying earlier, a lot of our shows have been canceled. We get a lot of our programming from the different trade shows, both things like Comic-Con and pop culture events as well as events like the tech shows. And everything has been delayed, of course. Google's even delayed the virtual version of Google Next that they were going to try to do instead of the physical show. That sounds odd. So I'm sure we'll find out why that has actually happened. But that being said, let's go ahead and have a look at the news. All right. Well, our first topic is pretty spot on. Shows postponed and canceled. And this is one thing. If a show hasn't been canceled at this point, be safe. Make sure that you follow CDC guidelines as to what's going on with all of these different things. Most of the big shows have been shut down either by their choice or by the order of the different governors and things like that. And uh, the only one that I'm not sure about is the UFO Festival next month, but I have a feeling that we're probably not going to be able to do that, but we will keep you advised as to what's going on there. But not just or, 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 or they decided to do it on another planet that's not affected by a pandemic. There's always that. That's very possible. Oh, that'd be fine with me. Yeah, Give we'll, me uh, I'll just have some little gray guys show up, take me there, and yoo-hoo! And we'll have to, that'll, that'll be for an interesting topic for another time. Anyway, <laughs> but it is, it is important to note that right now a lot of things are changing. Most stuff is moving online. We're going to be talking a little bit later in the show about some of the things that you can do to alleviate Time that you're stuck in the house. What's next? Hackers attack Department of Health and Human Services. I hope they catch these people. Why? Yeah. This happened last week. What happened is is a denial of service attack. It was last week, Sunday evening, when this was found. We talked about it on Tech Wednesday over at The Answer. And what this is is a situation where they didn't get in and really steal anybody's information. They were just trying to block the resources from being accessible to anybody else. Kind of a really nasty thing to do right now. Denial of service attack is what these are technically called, and what they do is they try to overload the resource with so many requests that it's not available for those that legitimately want it. And they were going after the uh, Health and Human Services website and the resources that were available there trying to block them out. The uh, federal government has said that there will be consequences on this and that they have not, but they hope to catch the people that were involved. Do you think that are these uh, uh, bad actors outside the country or inside the country? I, you know, gee, it's hard to really know right now. My best guess on just looking at some of these other things that have been going on in the world right now is it's probably outside of the country. Um, I would imagine they were going into what end they were trying to block it. I don't know, you know, what that would actually accomplish. There wouldn't be a ransomware motive here because it wouldn't be blocked in that respect. But it's just to simply make it so people can't get in contact with the services they need, the resources. 
and I don't know, the bad actors that are doing it in this case, it's just really nasty because it doesn't seem to serve a purpose. You know, another, I ran into a story where they're going after utilities. Too, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. But the utility companies are more prepared for this, let's say, than the government. You know, the government is, especially the federal government, is pathetic. But I think the utilities have experienced enough of this over the last, you know, 10 years that they're able to handle at least the story said, you know, we're, we're more, much more prepared for this. And, you know, we have better security people than, let's say, the government does. And, you know, here, here's the thing about the utilities. The individual companies have really been ramping up their, their uh, work in the last couple of years and doing a pretty decent job at it. The weak spot on the utilities seems to be that everything has to be interconnected and there's no standard. So one utility provider might handle security implementation in a completely different way than another. They still need to talk to each other. So, you know, there's some things to get ironed out there. And I think that if there is another terrorist type thing, it probably would be against something like a utility grid. So it's good to know that they're taking it seriously, but they still do have a ways to go. Coronavirus being used for phishing attacks. So new twist on the existing thing here with these type of attacks. There have been some very convincing emails that have been sent out that perpetuate to be from Center for Disease Control or Health and Human Services or other resources, hospitals, and that type of thing. The same tactic that you would use with phishing emails across the board for banking or anything else is what you should use here. If you get an email, don't click the link in the email, especially if you don't know who it's from. Certainly don't open any attachments. If it's something that talks about a resource being at Health and Human Services, go to your browser and open their website and go to it yourself. Don't use a link within the email because a lot of this type of thing, especially right now, people have their minds on other things with what's going on in the world. And it's very easy to fall victim to one of these type of attacks. And, you know, you get it from some banking, you know, your yeah. banks. No, uh, especially your banks. Don't open it. I got one the other day for a, a, a Wells Fargo account. Your account has been problems with it. Click this link and we'll help you fix it. You know, um, don't open that. Yeah, don't you open know, it. Don't open yeah. it. It's just a good thing. Now, G, yeah. we do want to help you out with that. Can you go ahead and give us your account routing, credit card number, and social security number, please? <laughs> I would, but I can't remember them. <laughs> I, I, I have to change my password every time I, I want to log on because I never can remember it. Oh, man, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. What do we got next? Many companies request work from home. So I think this is a good thing. It is um, something that's really changed the landscape. I know just to use an example, Seattle seems to not have a rush hour right now because so many companies are doing this. <laughs> and working from home, if you can do it, will allow you to stay away from you know being infected and that type of thing, or at least having as close to contact. You can still get your work done, so you're not really stopping progress for four weeks. And there's a lot of jobs that a lot of us have. I know myself as a programmer, I can do a lot by remote. Uh, we're recording our show today by remote. So you know, it is possible in a lot of ways, a lot more than it was in the past, to be able to do this. Now, the one issue that's been coming out here is if our internet service providers are going to be able to handle the surge. Exactly. You know, people didn't, that happen, didn't that happen yesterday? Didn't uh, Microsoft have some kind of a problem? Or there was some kind of a problem where everything was slow. It was last week. And yes, you're absolutely right. And it's just one example of what can happen here when these services are overloaded. We were having to change flight reservations like everyone else in the country right now. And it worked. But you could really tell the site was over capacity. And it was a major airline, but just not something they're used to. I also think that doing this probably will be good for the environment. Yeah, give the, um, the sky a little bit of relief from pollution. You know, a side note on that, Gretchen, and you're absolutely right, is in Venice, because Italy's been locked down. 
you're actually starting to be able to see through the waterways. The water's clearing out. You can see the fish. Uh-oh. Wow. So. <laughs> All right. Um, the company Charter prohibits working from home. Yes. Now, this is an interesting story kind of on the heels of our previous one here. Charter, uh, for anyone that's not in an area that they cover, is a major internet service provider. So they're an equivalent of Comcast or Frontier, those kind of companies. And for whatever reason, they were, uh, this has changed now, but they were refusing to let their employees work remotely even if they could, but advising everyone else too. It, uh, <laughs> that's really strange. So I, I don't know what the motivation was behind that. I tried to reach out to them and ask. Of course, I didn't get a call back. Uh, I would have been very surprised had I gotten one, frankly. But, uh, you know, if we find out some more information on this, uh, we will let you know. Chrome suspends updates. Google has announced that they are suspending updates on Chrome OS and the Chrome browser for right now, focusing more on keeping everything stable than rolling out new features. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, it seems like this is a good idea. Um, <laughs> I think. That well, we're why why that. wouldn't you do it now when everybody can be home to uh, update it? Better, Jay, I, mean. I know you really are one of the people I know that love software updates when you don't expect them and don't want them. So why don't you uh, answer that question? No, well, no I'm going to pass on that one. Yes, I I still haven't upgraded uh, from Mojave to whatever the, the new uh, Apple one is. I, because every time I do, it causes me headaches for days. And then it causes so, me headaches when I have to try to troubleshoot it for you over the phone. <laughs> well, at least I have you to help me. Uh, Thank you I'm very much. To. Yes. But yeah. these type of things, you know, it just is, uh, I can see where keeping things stable actually makes a lot of sense. A big win- update went out last week for uh, Windows for Microsoft, and it was one that was already planned, of course, but I don't think they would have done that given the current, uh, you know, current state of everything. And on that topic, you know, we were talking a little bit about streaming services, and we've got about 30 seconds left here, so I just want to quickly touch upon this. If you haven't tried out Disney+, Plus, good thing to do. There's a lot of good movies out there, a lot of good television shows, that type of thing. Obviously, Netflix and some of the old standbys. Uh, one that I just got turned on to that I knew about but hadn't really used was Amazon Prime, and that's included in your Prime membership. So, you know, works on your television, smart TV, or computer device, whatever the case may be. Check them out. This is User-Friendly 2.0, and we will be back with a great show for you after the break. Welcome back. This is User-Friendly 2.0. We were talking a little bit in the introduction about how a lot of us are going to be spending some more time inside. Hopefully, this will be a short-lived thing. Jeremy Gretchen, welcome back to the show. Hello. Hi there. Now, Gretchen, I know you've been thinking about some of the books you can look at and some of the things you can read if you're stuck inside. Yeah, um, there's a couple of different avenues depending on um, what you like, because you're not going to want to read something you don't like. And um, there are people who are going to go for fiction because they want escape. Other people will want to educate themselves, maybe learn something new. So there's a couple of different options. Now, um, there's classic literature, and then there's the more modern stuff that uh, people just love to read, like, uh, oh, I don't know, how about Dark Disciple, you know, uh, which is a Star Wars novel. Yeah, that was fun. And um, so that's a modern thing. But an example of older literature that might be interesting uh, I have a couple of these that I remember reading, 
Animal Farm by George Orwell, Lord of the Flies by William Golding, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury, or Watership Down by Richard Adams. Now, these are all books that will probably, in our current time, uh, really get you thinking. These are all thinking books. I I would say so from that list of titles. (laughs) I don't think you should listen to Pink Floyd while you read them. My goodness. (laughs) Now, the thing is, is these are are often very different from the movies. So you might want to stick with the book. Right. Well, that's true a lot of the time. I mean, you know, when you're dealing with uh, books and movies, you almost always hear, oh, the book was either different or usually better. Mm-hmm. <coughs> exactly. So. And then the thing is, is, you know, I, I, I'm not going to suggest Shakespeare unless you understand Shakespeare or you're into acting or performing the, the theater arts. Right. So, because uh, that's a little hard to read unless you have um, somebody who understands the vocabulary. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, and. Another idea that I came up with is the historical books or books that are about history. Now, you might want to like think about what do you like in history? Okay. Um, there's books like Common Sense by Thomas Paine, uh, The Art of War by Sun, Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. Yeah. Great book. <laughs> and so there are books like that that are out there that are just interesting that you can talk about with other friends, you know, hey, I read The Art of War, you know, look at me. (laughs) Uh, Then there's other things like um, perhaps Google your favorite time period or people. Like I was thinking, wow, why don't you learn more about Native American history? You know, like Cherokee or the Sioux. Maybe you'll find uh, a biography about somebody famous. How about finding out about someone like Crazy Horse. He was a well-known Sioux or Blackfeet. I'm not exactly sure. And the thing is, is you could educate yourself about our own continent's native people. I don't think I hear enough about them. And they have interesting stories, uh, personal stories that are real, uh, other things that are like um, like spiritual stories, you know, about, uh, they're almost like a mythology. Mm-hmm. And those have been nice. I've read some of those. You know, I think an important point here, too, is when you mention history, it doesn't necessarily need to be what you're reading in school. You can actually find things that are about what you like or a topic you might be interested in. And like you say, there's so much more out there than we're normally exposed to. It's a good thing to use some time to take a look at that. Yeah, like if I look at your library, I see lots of books on nights because you're interested in nights. Right. So if you're interested in nights, read books about them. If you're interested in South America, find books about South America. You have the Aztecs, uh, Peru, the Amazon, all kinds of places and people that are interesting. Okay, so that's for the grown-up stuff. You might have kids at home. You might want to read The Hobbit. Maybe you'll read them to your kids uh, or, or even your spouse just for the fun of it. Right. Um, there's also The Lord of the Rings, which is also by Tolkien. Star Trek has a huge, huge library of novels. And maybe you have some of those. Yeah, dig them out of, uh, you know, the old dusty boxes off the shelf. Uh, relive them. There's also the Harry Potter series. That's good for adults. It's also good for kids. Let's see. Oh, and the Ranger's Apprentice. Yeah, that, I, I like that. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was one that we all read, and yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. And his Brother Band series. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually got a couple of series, I know. Brother Band, Chronicles, um, 
and then the uh, the Ranger's Apprentice, and then there's uh, some things that spin off of that too. It's a good set. It's an easy read, but it's actually very well written. Yeah, it's written well enough that adults can enjoy it, but you can also read it to your kids or have your kids read it themselves. And those are uh, John Flanagan. Yeah, John Flanagan is the author, yeah. And there was another series that I recall called The Great Griffins. I don't remember who the author is. Do you? I don't off the top of my head, but we can certainly put it on our social media. And those were a lot of fun as well. You guys have any ideas of books that you enjoyed that you think that maybe other people would like to try? Uh, I, out? I, I read the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings series in, in uh, high school, and uh, I probably shouldn't have because I think they were too distracting for me to actually be reading them in class and trying to learn it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I did read them, and yeah. they were a lot of fun. You know, we've talked about some of the Star Wars books on the show here before, too, and there's a lot of different things like that. A lot of pop culture related, uh, just novels out there that extend all these stories well beyond what you might see in the TV show or the movies. Well, you also like Blizzard. You yes. like the World of Warcraft, and yeah. they have novels from that. Too. They have novels from World of Warcraft. The new Witcher series on Netflix has novels. In fact, that's what they're sort yeah. of based on. 20 years ago, they were, they, they became out, and now they're bestsellers again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, talk about what's old is new again. But, uh, <laughs> no, all of those type of things definitely exist. And, you know, from my standpoint, if there's something, I, I like the Chronicles of Narnia. That's one I'm thinking about picking back up. Uh-huh. Read it in, I think, middle school or something, and I have it. I've just gotten back to it. Woodworth, um, I think that's his name. The, um, uh, oh, what is it? The the 1920s uh, oh, Wooster and Jeeves. Yeah. yeah those that's are, those would be funny. Woodhouse, Woodhouse. Thank you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, um, it was something like that. You, you <laughs> might kind of feel like you're transported back to the Roaring Twenties. Yep. Yep. And uh, we'll watch the series. Yeah, watch the series is another thing, too. We're going to talk about that a little later in the show. Some of the movies and TV series and that type of thing that are out there and some stuff for the kids. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think this is something very good to think about. Reading is always good. If you lose utilities or something, the books still work. If you don't, however, and you want to get a copy of some of these things, most of these books are actually available online for download now. Through uh, sites like Amazon and Barnes & Noble, with the malls being closed and things, it might be a little more difficult to get to the bookstore. I know up here where we record Paul's is shut down and it's one of our bigger bookstores. It's kind of too bad because I love spending time there. But all of these are available. You can get them on your tablet, on your computer, that type of a thing, and be able to actually, you know, page through them. And I know one of the things like the Kindle service and most of the others offer is the ability to preview books and get some of it and see if it's something you want to read before you actually buy it. And I've even found one that I really didn't like after I got it and they let me return it. So there's a lot of different opportunity with that. Well, that sounds good. And I, I'm assuming that most of our local libraries probably will be shut down. They'll be shut down, but a lot of libraries have electronic checkout available and those type of things as well. So something to check out. This is User Friendly 2.0. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. This is User-Friendly 2.0. We've been talking about what to do if you are stuck in the house. Make it a little bit more bearable. And Jeremy, you have some stuff for us to do with the family and the kids. Yeah, actually, there's a, I have a list of things here. One of them is to play games with your kids. Obviously, there's a lot of card games. There's a lot of board games. And there's even games you can play with your kids to help them learn things. Okay. So you can start with that. You can go on to building things. And obviously, there's plenty of things like legos and blocks model kits you can even start making costumes 
you know, kids running around the, in a cape and a hat, you know, you, you'd, you'd be great with that. Yeah, let them use their imagination. Exactly. We've got uh, reading things together because you've got all kinds of books for your kids. You've got books for yourself, but you want to focus on things you don't know, maybe, right. or things you really, really know very well. Uh, personal heroes, things, all the history stuff that you've got in the, in the back and all your favorite things. Just, you know, keep yourself entertained. Keep the kids entertained. Now, I know we also want to learn new things. Right. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you about is, is STEM education has been in the news. Yes, it has. And we just came across an article from NASA and they have links on NASA.gov. We'll share that link out there because it's, it's involved. But there's things where they have stuff you can build. They have puzzles you can solve. They have coloring pages. Uh, it's, NASA has gone out all, to, all out for uh, students K through four and STEM education at home. I mean, how, how can you go wrong with NASA? Yeah, and it's called NASA STEM at home for students grade K through four. Okay. And it looks like you might be able to um find it maybe through social media because they have twitter they have facebook they have pinterest and it looks like youtube youtube all right so there's the build it ones mm -hmm. build it solve it now tell us what build it, it, solve there's things, that, things what? you can help fly that's cool what is build it solve it uh build it is a things you can build little model kits uh make your own mobile uh make your own spacecraft make a comet on a stick Solve it is a series of puzzles. So, you know, this equals that plus this is this. Um, take these shapes and make this other shape with them. Right. Uh, launch it is making a balloon-powered rocket, something called a pop rocket. And then there's you make, it, make your own foam rockets and launch them. And then they have their coloring pages on here. Oh, those are so cool. I just got through looking through them. Okay, tell us about the coloring pages. <laughs> oh, they have one like with the space station. And then they have another one called Orion 8 through Z. And there's a different page for uh, each letter of the alphabet with a different like space oriented item in it. And they even have like a, what is that? That's a maze that you could print mm -hmm. out. So, I mean, these are great activities for little kids. And, you know, this is something I know that sure has changed since I was little is the uh, idea of being able to do all of that. I like coloring. I was never very good at it, but I still enjoy doing it. And now you can go online and just download these images like you would a coloring book. So you don't even have to go to the store to get that type of thing. And it sounds like they've got a lot of stuff available as part of this program. Yeah, they even have games in the section called Play It. There's, uh, there's, like, there's five games listed on the, on the front page here. Uh, they look like fun. It's not the same. So obviously you're looking at one image that's got different, different things. You know, what, what's different between these two pictures? Right. There's an Exploring Mars game. Yeah, that one I thought looks intriguing. And they also have a bunch of uh, Read It. So, yeah, a bunch of stories for uh, kids. The Mystery of the Missing Hummingbirds. Uh, What's Up in the Atmosphere, Exploring Colors in the Sky. And then there's another one. There are some things that where you'll need adult help. Right, right, sure. And it says Make Your Own Sundial, um, a Sled Kite. And another one is three, two, one, take off, launch a straw airplane. It's interesting. So there, oh, and there's another one that says rotomotor. Yeah. Hmm. Something you can throw that spins. Per yeah. So there's, NASA has a whole lot, whole lot of stuff to help you and your kids keep entertained. And, you know, with all the other stuff, you just make sure you, you keep in contact with your family and friends. You can, you know, chat by video, chat by phone, but. 
keep in contact with everybody. Just because you're stuck at home doesn't mean you got to be like, you know, a hermit. A hermit. Right. <laughs> so we got about 30 seconds left here. So let's talk about some old school stuff really quickly, like board games and that type of thing. Having a family night makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to you don't have to play games all the time. Just either schedule it out or play games when it's available because you've got we have tons of games that we could play. I mean, uh, you know, we're going to stay away Pictionary. from risk. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you, know, you all want to be speaking to each other, too, afterwards. And yeah. risk, I know, sometimes has that uh, that side effect. This is user friendly 2.0. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. This is User-Friendly 2.0. Another thing that we can look at talking about if you're stuck indoors is movies and television. And gee, I know you've been looking into this topic a little bit for us. Well, I seem to be uh, much more interested in movies than the average person. So I was thinking about things I would like to watch. Well, for one thing, if I had HBO, which I don't, uh, I would really like to uh, kind of binge watch the uh, Game of Thrones right, series. Okay. And, and I, I've never seen it. I'd like to. And if I was, uh, you know, I may even order uh, HBO to do that. Uh, but, you know, you might, uh, if you're looking at movies uh, and you want uh, to binge watch something, uh, try the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That's uh, amazing. And I was looking at some of my kind of favorite sci-fi since, you know, we have a lot of sci-fi fans. And I was looking at really old sci-fi. And if you can find these movies, they're really good. The Time Machine from 1960. Um, the Invisible Man from 1933. And by the way, The Invisible Man is in was in theaters. At, uh, and it's going to be released on uh, March 20th, I believe. Uh, so you can see it on video on March 20th. That's one that's in theaters now. But the original was a, a great film from 1933, also King Kong. If you can find King Kong, you can't beat that, 1933. Uh, other, other films I really love from the science fiction day, uh, Independence Day, one of my favorite movies. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt from 2014. If you can find that, it's a great piece of science fiction. Source Code from 2011 with Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Michelle Monaghan. Uh, Vera Farmiga. This one uh, is kind of like uh, The Edge of Tomorrow. This guy keeps going back into time over and over and over again to kind of solve a problem. Moon by, with Sam Rockwell and Kevin Spacey from 2011, which was directed by Duncan Jones, who also directed Source Code, who is David uh, Bowie's son. Uh, Terminator 1 and 2, uh, skip the rest of them. Uh, the Matrix, the original, skip the rest of them. But I also was thinking about end of the world movies because, you know, we're kind of like looking at end of the world stuff here. Right. And, and, uh, I mean, it, it isn't, but, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956. Yeah, that's with, a good uh, one. The, the black and white one. Skip the 1976 one with, or 78 one with uh, Leonard Nimoy. Planet of the Apes, the original, 1968, Charlton Heston. Um, here's one, if you can find it, you probably can. A Boy and His Dog from 1975, which was with Don Johnson. Uh, that's a great piece of sci-fi. Seeking a friend for the end of the world was Steve Carell. An asteroid is going to crash into the earth and we're all going to die. I mean, that's a really terrific movie. Uh, Melancholia uh, with Kirsten Dunst. A new planet has showed up. It's going to collide with the earth, killing everybody. Day After Tomorrow. 
uh, zombie movies are always really good because a lot of zombies running around these days. The right. original line of the Living Dead, Zombie Land, which Zombieland, was one yeah. of them. Skip the second one, but the first one was terrific. Shaun of the Dead, very funny movie. Uh, this is the end with James Franco and Jonah Hill. It's an awful comedy. The Road <laughs> with uh, the Cormac McCarthy uh, book turned into a movie, which I heard didn't follow the book all that well. Sunshine, sun's going to go out. It's going to burn out, so they're going to take a bomb there to reignite it. Now, hold on. Did you like Sunshine? You know, I kind of did. I thought it, it just, I mean, it didn't have a real satisfying ending for me, but it was, it was okay. Well, the ending almost felt like they ran out of money. I, I think they, well, the sun ran out of light, so yeah, well, what the hell, also. you know? I mean, that's <laughs> one of those things. Children of Men, remember that one? The oh, yeah. pandemic movie causes infertility. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and if you watch that while you're trying to go to sleep, it might be infertility of another kind, but that's another topic for another day. Twelve, twelve monkeys, uh, Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt, uh, they go back in time, uh, with a, uh, to try to stop a pandemic virus that wiped out humanity. They have Mad Max, uh, some oldies, Dr. Strange Glove on the beach. Uh, War of the Worlds, the original War of the Worlds from 1953, skipped to Spielberg 2005 one. One called Zardoz from 1974. It was Sean Connery. And you have these eternal beings who are bored to death. And you have this Sean Connery's this barbarian who does them in. Another one, if you can find it, and honest God, this is one of my favorite movies. It's called Delicatessen. It was done in 1991 by, by Jean-Pierre Junet. Junot? Junot. Uh, he did Amelie. And, uh, there's this great scene in there where this, uh, it's again, an end of the world kind of movie. It's, you know, there's been some kind of a crisis. Dogma, again, end of the world. A couple of angels want to do away with, uh, with the world. I like the Jesus buddy part of it. I think it was George Carlin came over that. 20, 28 weeks, 28 weeks later, Bird Box, Interstellar, skip that one. But anyway, my favorite all-time pandemic movie was Andromeda Strain from 1971. A small town was wiped out by something, and these scientists have to save the rest of the world. And, of course, it's kept secret, which sounds kind of like government today. Um, another great one, The Omega Man from 1971 with Charlton Heston. Skip I Am Legend, which is the same movie with Will Smith. And A Quiet Place. And, and they have delayed The uh, Quiet Place 2. In perpetuity, I don't know how long. But anyway, Quiet Place, one of my favorite horror movies. And then, of course, there's Alien, which ended up trying to wipe out the rest of the world. Those are some that I thought about. Um, but, you know, but things like The Invisible Man, Emma, The Hunt, all those are going to be out on uh, DVD. You can rent them or, you know, from whatever music or movie service you use starting March 20th. Uh, if you have kids, the Trolls World Tour can be rented on the 10th. And, and they're still going to be releasing movies, and they, they've started at April 3rd uh, is when they're going to start releasing movies again. But I don't think they're going to make it for that. But so we still have no word on Mulan as to when they're going to do that, or Quiet Place, as I mentioned. Or the new Mutants movie, uh, where the X-Men spin-off, or Black Widow, or any of those. Right. So. And I've been hearing some rumors, like you were just talking about Trolls. Frozen 2 has been released early, so there yeah. are some stuff coming out on the media platforms that's a little bit earlier than what was originally expected. But, you know, I think they're going to start releasing these on, you know, in, on video instead of in theaters. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, video or streaming. We talked about streaming a little earlier in the show. But uh, it definitely is something to check out and see the new things that are being put up there. 
Well, gee, thank you. This is User Friendly 2.0. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. This is User Friendly 2.0. And this is when we normally talk about our upcoming events. Well, there aren't any. That was easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, it's a little know, bit more complicated than that. Yeah, I, just, I, I mean, everything has been either rescheduled or, or uh, canceled outright. Emerald City Comic Con is giving us dates for August. We'll get those out as soon as we have them. I've got tentative, but I don't know for sure yet. I know the Game Developers Conference and E3 are staying canceled. At least that's what they're saying right now for the rest of the year. Uh, UFO Festival, I have no idea. I haven't heard anything, but considering that's like in three weeks, I doubt very highly that's going off. But uh, if it does, we'll have to make a decision on whether or not it's safe to be out in the crowd anyway. Um, so we'll go ahead and see. Hopefully things will return to a little bit more of a of a normalcy towards the end of the year. And... Uh, you know, who knows what's going on? We don't have movie reviews right now either because nothing's screening because the theaters are closed. And, uh, you know, so from that standpoint, and then the other thing, like everybody else, we've been affected and are trying to just make the best of things and we're having to record remotely. So I do apologize if we've had any sound issues, but we're not in our normal studio uh, because it's not available. <laughs> well, and we're having our mandated, you know, distances, but it's kind of like by over a mile each, so... Yeah, That's I think I think we're I think we're okay. Although I do say it, it's important to take this seriously. Err on the side of caution, you know. Um, I, every jurisdiction seems to be different on the way that they're handling it. I know where I am up here in Oregon. Uh, we haven't been locked down in, uh, to a shelter in place. Uh, the health department's saying that it's good to go out for a walk. It's been beautiful weather, so you know, get that because the exercise is still important. Just you know, make sure you keep distance from everybody else and. The reality is we just don't, and everybody doesn't want anybody to get sick. And I don't think the, even the pros completely know what's going to happen yet. Yeah, nope. they so, don't. So well, let's, Gretchen, why don't we start with you? What are you going to be doing while you are at home? Okay, well, I think since I suggested to people to do some kind of craft hobby, and we bought uh, this really cool Star Wars poster uh, cross-stitch, and it's been years since I've uh, done that, I'm going to try and do a cross stitch kit. Okay, that sounds and like. So a, I will keep everybody posted on my progress. On how that goes. That sounds like something I definitely should not try. I don't think I have the <laughs> patience for it, or would be very good at it. But I know I've seen some of your work, and it usually comes out and and is really good. Jeremy, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to be working on some of the props that have already started. So we needed our wizards need prop daggers because you know wizards got to run around with something other than their their staff or pointy wand so right right but we'll have pointy fake swords or daggers <laughs> and i wanted to paint some more of my miniatures so i'm going to get working on that okay now that sounds like a good thing and i know from my standpoint i'm going to try to do some work with uh, online classes there's a lot of those out there and a lot of the sites are running some good specials right now and i <laughs> uh, have to do these recertifications every year so i figured i might as well get on top of that and use the time for that so until next week this is user friendly 2.0 keeping you safe on the cutting edge. User-Friendly 2.0 is copyright 2020, User-Friendly Media Group, Inc. The views and opinions expressed in this show are those of the host and not necessarily User-Friendly Media Group, Inc. or this station. Music licensing by BMI. Hosting provided by wearetechnology.com. Podcast available at theanswerportland.com or userfriendlyshow.com.